Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right. It is a great day for talk radio and uh, it's the Thursday edition. Yesterday, I know this story was really flaring up. I kind of regretted I wasn't here to put it into some kind of perspective, but I'm not sure what that perspective is. Who or what is responsible for the spate of uh, threats against uh, certain personalities, including uh, the Clinton household in uh, Chappaqua, New York, Robert De Niro down there, his uh, place in uh, lower Manhattan on the west side, Tribeca, uh, Maxine Waters out in California, Eric Holder, uh, I guess this package suspicious package sent to him but it was returned to sender because they couldn't find out where he was and the return address was uh debbie wasserman schultz who's uh down there a florida congresswoman and uh so i guess she's a part of the george soros earlier uh he the uh i guess left-wing billionaire uh in uh just outside of manhattan as well so what is going on here uh it's beyond my pay grade to understand which is why we've got mubin shake joining us the former CSIS operative and counterterrorism expert mubin good to have you back on the oakley show good afternoon hey john thanks for having me so have we crossed the rubicon here i mean in the sense that uh it seems like violence uh, or threats of violence are almost becoming a default position for people who don't agree with you yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, of course, we, we, we all have our ideas and speculations and theories, and there are some conspiracy theories out there. But, you know, if you start with the fact, uh, number one, this is terrorism. I mean, sending mail bombs, whether real or not, uh, in an effort to intimidate, coerce, or kill politicians, 100% meets the definition of terrorism. So we can we can start with that. Um, but of course, um, you know, no, we there's no real conclusions as to who's done it. Of course, not until they find the actual person. Um, but like, uh, like most people are putting the dots together. This is all targeted against uh, fierce critics of President Trump, um, and we'll see where it goes from there. We don't want to make the suggestion that it is definitely a pro-Trump bomber, um, but it's best to always wait until the police gather the evidence, evaluate it. You know, the FBI's office in Quantico is looking with a very fine-tooth comb uh, as to any, um, you know, indicators to who might have done this. Yeah, as you say, don't put the cart before the horse, because as you alluded to earlier, conspiracy theories are ripe out there. Some people suggesting false flag kind of operation here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the first thing that I saw was the supposed ISIS flag was completely off, and uh, um, if you look, if there's a, there's a zoom in image of it and it's in fact, it's got two women, um, you know, like they look like she's silhouettes of two naked women, uh, that are on the text above. And then in the circle, uh, it says, get her done and get her done is actually one of the, uh, it was actually created by a far right group, uh, and used, you know, for, for their particular purposes. So. Again, I mean, it originates at, you know, with the far right website, but it is possible that somebody is just, you know, using all that stuff to possibly name another group. And that is always uh, an option to look at, uh, but it's not a conclusion to start with 
and then try to argue against it before it. All right. Well, I just remember the genesis of Get Her Done was Larry the Cable Guy. You know, <laughs> he was a comedian out of Florida. He actually uh, played golf with a guy one time years ago, back in the the day in Montreal. Listen, so on this matter, though, uh, you talk about, you know, Quantico. Uh, this is, I guess, uh, where the CIA is based and uh, they're going to run tests and everything. So typically, uh, how would they piece this together? Uh, nothing has exploded, to my knowledge. Uh, they all seem to be coming in the same type of packaging. What would be some of the uh, techniques, devices, or clues to uh, try to maybe track somebody down who's responsible? Yeah, I mean, for starters, you, you don't send a package with a bomb in it addressed to the former head of the CIA. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, if, if you really want them to come looking for you, that's definitely the way to go. So right now, the the, the, the items, uh, the devices are with the FBI's um, uh, analysis unit. Uh, they have a very, very sophisticated lab there to, in which... Uh, the military sends their stuff there to be uh, to be analyzed and evaluated. It's a very very advanced um, shop that they have there. So they are going to look for signatures, uh, signatures like uh, consistency in the construction of the device. Uh, so that will tell you that either it's one individual who's making all the devices, or possibly several individuals who are making the devices in the same way. Uh, that's one way to look at it. Uh, another thing to look for specific parts uh, that are attached to the devices could be the the wiring you know the choice of detonator uh one of the things and it was just recently a press conference by um nypd's counterterrorism unit the fbi the, the mayor of new york of course and uh what they're trying to say they're not of course you know being very forthcoming on details because they, they don't want to give out everything but you know they're going to treat the packages like their lives and one of the things that they suggested was that either the bomb maker was not very good in that the bombs didn't go off or deliberately made them in such a way that they would not go off. Hmm. So, again, these are, these are questions that they look at, avenues of investigation, and then they'll look to see what the evidence yields before they move on to the next step. Yeah, there was a report, I guess the one sent to CNN, or it was CNN reporting, uh, I guess one of the devices didn't have a detonator and there's but that that doesn't matter as you said at the outside uh it's all about wanting to intimidate or terrorize and that is uh in and of itself seemingly the end game here yeah i mean it's the same thing that isis does when you know every few weeks or months or whatever it pu- puts out you know new york we're coming for you or you know watch out or and and they don't have the capabilities to, to follow through with it but they know that it will get the media attention uh, and it will create that fear, right? Because uh, it could very easily be a viable bomb, very, very easily. And you don't want to go into it thinking, oh, okay, it's not a, you know, it's not, not one, let's say one or two devices do not appear to be viable. Therefore, the other eight are are viable, right? Or are also not viable. You want to go into it assuming they are all, all viable. Because that could be a tactic as well, right? To think that, oh, you know, one that's been identified is not viable. Okay, well, then we can handle these other ones, and, and you don't want to make that, that mistake either, right? It could be a trap or lure to get, you get the guard down, and then the bomb does go off. So what do you- whoever, I mean, if I can just get, it seems to be there are multiple individuals involved uh, because of the different places in which uh, the devices were, were mailed. Um, 
different individuals who are attempting a coordinated delivery, and that's brazen. Uh, that is brazen. It shows that you know, there's coordination, there's conspiracy, and there's capability. Uh, the next thing is that it was using fake postage stamps to kind of make it look like uh, a regular, you know, uh, uh, postage package. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing was that they used familiar return addresses or, you know, something that would kind of keep the person's guard down and not arouse suspicion outright. So there's there's a lot of planning that went into this. This is no no amateur, uh, but certainly no um, no um, uh, you know super criminal either. But the timing has also uh, been drawn into suspicion because we're 12 days out from the midterm elections, which are really uh, rather significant in the American body politic these days. Uh, do you think there's something to do with the timing of that? You know, I've uh, deliberately tried to stay away from the politics of it, uh, mentioning certain names, um, but ob- it's obvious, right? I mean, uh, you know, again... I'm trying to be neutral, as neutral as I can, but look, I, I mean, I observe and I see that, you know, there's a rhetoric. There's a rhetoric that has been steadily increasing. Uh, these things don't happen overnight. You know, there's a, there's a constant um, condoning of violence, right, um, and demonizing of opponents. And when you, and this is true for any kind of radicalization, when you demonize an, an other or an outgroup as posing an existential threat to your civilization, to your culture, to your country, somebody is going to act out physically against that. So we, we cannot remove uh, from this context the rhetoric that's been put out. And uh, I do think it has a lot to do with uh, the midterms coming up, or at least from the, the analysis that I've been seeing, this is really going to be a make-or-break moment for the U.S. It's a great insight. Uh, I really appreciate your time this afternoon, as always. Uh, Full value, Mubin Sheikh, former CISA's operative and counterterrorism expert. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Cheers so much. Cheers, man. Yep. Well, you know, that's interesting, uh, because what he said, uh, I wonder if, and I hope you don't see it as uh, too tenuous a link here, but Laurie Scott's constituency office up in Kawartha Lakes gets vandalized. People spray painting things about... uh, Bill 148 and the minimum wage being frozen at $14. And yet, so what gives impetus to people thinking that they can go and, you know, smash windows and the door, spray paint the place? Is that the same thing that we're talking about here with potentially anyway, as much as we know uh, right now, and a lot of people getting ahead of themselves, drawing inferences or conclusions because they're connecting dots and believe that there's irrefutable conclusions based on the people to whom these things were sent. But is it the same kind of... Let me ask you in a simple way. Who or what is responsible for driving this kind of idea that uh, violence can be a form of protest or a default position if you just got it in for somebody? You find them that reprehensible. Yeah, they may have frozen your minimum wage. Or you don't like the fact that, well, the way Trump is going about it, and I'm not saying uh, this is what's in in play, but there's a a certain type of uh, mentality that seems consistent. We're going in a direction that's rather dangerous here. Who or what do you see being responsible? I mean, Trump's blamed the media. Uh, They, in turn, have blamed him for the heat of rhetoric. What do you say in Ontario? I mean, Doug Ford uh, trying to 
take matters into hand and, quote, make Ontario great again, end quote? Who or what? Let's open the lines and find out your thoughts on these matters. 870-6400. We'll get her going on that basis. Get her going. There you go. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy lending himself to uh, some uh, dubious operative.